Hey guys, welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield, and today's guest is a very dear friend of mine, Belen Solomon. Belen and I actually met earlier this year, I think back in like January, February-ish, and by met, I mean like virtually. And it's because I ordered some of her tops from her website after hearing such amazing things about her brand, and I wanted to try it out for myself. And I was opening the package, like all excited to wear these new tops, and I guess she must have recognized my name or something, and she threw in a couple of extra shirts, and I was so confused. And I found like the sweetest note in there from Belen herself, who did recognize my name from my order, and I was so grateful and just so excited. It was the sweetest gesture. And I sent her a thank you. And ever since then, we started talking. And after that, we really started chatting more and more on Instagram. And I pretty much am obsessed with her. I love following her over on Instagram. She loves food as much as I do. And you will hear a lot about that in the episode. She also has pet squirrels, which is the randomest thing in the entire world. But her and her husband have such a passion for animals. And she'll talk more about that. But they sound like they live on this like dream safari in California. And it's like my dream to take Ezra there because you guys know how much he loves animals too. Now, this episode with Belen is a bit different than the usual podcast episode you guys may be used to on here. It was almost like Belen and I were just catching up on the phone, like saying, hey, what's up? What's happening? And the conversation happened to be recorded. She fills us in on starting her company, why her clothing stands out from others, the importance of supporting local businesses, which... You'll hear in the episode, I'm definitely gotten better at this in the last like year or so. And it's something I'm really trying to do moving forward. Belen also shares all of her fashion tips and staples on what every woman should know in their closet. And these are like the basic things that I needed Belen to tell me because I feel like I, while I can take you for a tour in Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or whatever grocery store, I am like a lost puppy when it comes to getting dressed. So Belen definitely fills us in on what everyone should keep in their closet and their classic pieces that'll never go out of style. If you guys do enjoy this episode, please do share it over on Instagram and tag both myself and Belen. And if you have a moment to rate and review the podcast, that is always so, so helpful in supporting the show. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Garden of Life. You guys know at this point that I am a dedicated Garden of Life groupie. I use so many of their products from like the chia and the flax seeds to vitamins, but especially the probiotics. What I love the most about Garden of Life is really how many options they have for everyone, especially within the probiotic category. I'm the type of person who likes to switch up their probiotics like every month or so or whenever like the bottle um, is done. I don't like to keep using the same one month after month after month. They say it's best for you to switch things up after you finish a bottle and Garden of Life has so many amazing probiotic options. But my personal favorites right now are the CBD probiotic for stress relief. It is so good. It has 50 billion CFUs and 10 milligrams of CBD per capsule. It not only helps with your digestive system, but also your immune system and stress management. Sometimes I'll just take one like during the afternoon, like after lunchtime. And then I always take one again about an hour and a half or so after dinner. Swear by them. Absolutely love them. And the other favorite of mine right now is the Raw Probiotics Ultimate Care, which has 100 billion CFU. So it's a little bit stronger of a probiotic and 34 probiotic strands to support your immune system, digestion, everything. They also have a shelf-stable one, which is great for travel. And like if you're going out for dinner and you want to carry it, it doesn't have to be in the fridge. Absolutely love it. It also just works really, really well. I swear by them. If I don't take a probiotic before I go to bed or after dinner, I'm like convinced I won't go to the bathroom in the morning, which 
maybe it's TMI, but you guys, I cannot recommend taking a probiotic right before you go to bed enough. What I also love about Garden of Life is that they're organic, non-GMO verified, and they truly make the best of the best. I linked to some of my favorites over on my shop page, reachlmansfield.com slash shop. And I linked to it over in the show notes, which is also the best way to support the show. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and huge thank you to Garden of Life for being the today's sponsor. I'm so excited to chat with you. Me too. I'm so happy we did this. I'm trying to see if the lighting's better over here. Don't worry about the lighting. It's okay. I'm like facing you to my window. Um, Yeah. I was sitting in chair for so long that I brought another chair in to elevate my feet because I was like, I'm dying. You poor thing. Oh my God. No, it's honestly, it's the coolest thing to be able to like chat with people all day and like be able to call it my job. So, of course. And, and that you don't have to actually see them in person. I know. Let's be real. At first, yeah. you record everything in person. Like I wouldn't have someone on the podcast unless like they were in New York or like traveling or like when I traveled and then COVID hit and my manager was like, Rachel, you're going to have to start zooming interviews. Right. I don't think so. I was like, I'll just wait for this to pass. And then it got to be like a month and a half. And I ran out of like content to share on the podcast. Like, all right, this is fine. But you know, it's better. Like I'm not wearing a bra right now as I'm talking to you. Like. I don't have to leave my apartment. I was able to just like eat quickly before I spoke to you. Like this is the way to do it. Hey, isn't it crazy how much more efficient you are? Like we, so we discovered the same thing because we have employees and we have offices, which of course we signed a lease literally two weeks before fucking COVID hit oh. for two years. And I'm like, oh, no. everything is so much more efficient. And like my husband's a mess. Cause he's like, he's a creator. So he's like not type A like I am. And he's always distracted, but now in quarantine, he's so much more efficient because he doesn't have 10 people distracting him and playing foosball. Every <laughs> so I'm like, this is the way it should be. Like anyone who says like, you should be going to work from nine to five. Like it's garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's totally shifted. Like everyone's way of work. I mean, obviously there's certain career paths where you have to be in an office, of course. doctors and dentists and whatever, but like, I never needed to be in office though, but Jordan, my husband works in finance. He doesn't need to be in an office. He is able to actually see our son Monday through Friday. So like, that's awesome. And like, everyone's, I think more productive when they work from home, because I've always said this before everyone was working from like, it's kind of like a twofold where like, it's great because it's convenient, but at the same time, like there's no like on and off button. Cause you're not like walking out of an office and then like walking back in the next day. So it's hard to know when to shut off, but I'd rather like be working till 10 o'clock at night and then like be able to like go for a walk and hang until like 10 a.m. in the morning. Like I, so much better. So let's backtrack a little bit and I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and why you're amazing. And I should have worn one of your shirts. Actually, no, I just, I wore it yesterday and I should have worn it today. I I love, I'm so happy you're wearing it. It's the Cindy, right? Yeah. Cindy's my girl. I know. It's the softest tea legitimately in the world it's amazing i have the blue too and like i when we were away i washed it like every other day because i kept wearing it and wearing it and it it was like rachel this is disgusting but it's so no it's uh, and we'll obviously talk about this when we record but no we're recording we're we're we are oh yeah (laughs) um what i was gonna say is it makes me so happy because 
that is the whole point. Like I want people to wear it every day. And you know, some of the girls that I gift, some of the influencers, I've gifted them pieces a year ago and they still wear it. And I'm like, is that the Rachel or the Cindy that you're wearing? They're like, yes, I reach for it all the time. And I find it so flattering because they get gifted so much stuff, so much clothing. And the fact that they're still reaching for my items a year later, I'm like, aside from that being amazing, it just, it makes me so happy because that's why like I created it. I want you to always want to wear the same thing. You're, it's, I love it. It's so comfortable. Even the long, I don't remember the name of the long sleeve shirt that I have. That's like, like the waffle. Yeah. It has like, yeah. yeah. Remember what? like it had like a V right here. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Cause like, it was like dress. Like I don't really get dressed up ever. Cause like I'm a mom to an 18 month old, like yeah. even before COVID, like I don't really get, do much. When Look, I, go, I don't have a kid and I don't get dressed up. So. <laughs> yeah. But you have squirrels, you have pet squirrels. So you basically okay. have babies. But everything's so soft and so comfortable. And like, I actually don't even know how you got into this. So I would love to backtrack a little bit. Tell us like, where you, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Like, tell me everything. Tell you everything. My name is Belen Salomon. I grew up in Spain um, for 10 years. <laughs> like, were you born in Spain? I was born in Dallas, Texas. Okay. But my father is Spanish. My mother's Italian. And they met and married and had my older sister in London. We're like a very, like, um, (laughs) I was going to say that many different um, countries are are involved in my family. So my parents met and married in London. My dad was like literally a door-to-door salesman, like an old school salesman that like knocked on doors and got in a job opportunity in America. So he wanted to like move us to America. And I was born in Dallas. And then we lived in Montebello, which is a city in LA for like two years. And then we moved to Spain because my dad wanted to raise us in Spain and learn Spanish and like have the culture. And then we lived in Spain for about 10 years. And then when I was 14, really great age, we moved to America (laughs) and we moved to Irvine, which is in Orange County. And it's like the suburbs and, um, which was you know, at the time, obviously a difficult transition just because like you have all your friends when you're like 13, 14 years old. And so I went to high school in Irvine. And then from Irvine, I went to school in Santa Barbara for one year and I failed miserably in college because like, it just like, wasn't me. It was too relaxed, which is ironic because now I love that life. But you know, when you're 18, I wanted to be in the city of lights. I wanted to live in New York. Yeah. Oh my God. Should have come hang. Obviously, I wanted to be Carrie Bradshaw, you know? (laughs) So from there, I went to Italy for a year. I studied abroad in Florence. I was supposed to be there three months. I stayed a year. My parents literally had to come physically pick me up because I would not come back to the U.S. Oh, my God. And then I finally, like, kind of found my groove and found um, that I really wanted to study um, fashion. I always loved fashion, but like I, I was studying the wrong courses. Like I was studying political science. Like what is political science? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, I finally went to art school in LA and ended up living in LA. And then I met my husband. Um, we were neighbors and I've been in LA since. Do you think stay in LA like for forever? I do love LA. Do you miss Europe? I, of course. I, it's so funny that you're asking that because for the first time in like my adult life now, I miss Europe more than ever. Like I 
say to Alejandro, my husband, I'm like, should we just move to Italy? Like, should we just literally move to Tuscany? And every single day he's from Mexico. He's born and raised in Mexico city. And so he has no attachments to anything or anyone except for me, of course, and like our animals. And he's like, anywhere you want to move, we'll move. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Where? But do your parents still live in Irvine? My parents are still in Irvine. Um, same house, same neighborhood. My mom, they have a home in Italy. So they go back and forth. Obviously, they have not been able to this year. Um, Where's their home in Italy? They want to, they definitely, like my mom wants to like move to Italy permanently. So I do like, I don't know if we'll stay in LA, especially right now. I mean, I'm sure it's the same for you. It's like, once you strip away, like the restaurants and the clubs and the gyms, you're like, when I could move anywhere. Uh-huh. Depending of course, like your relationships with your family and all of that. But like, so we left the city four years ago. We're in a neighborhood called Hidden Hills. Um, it's right by Calabasas. So, so best Erwan in Calabasas. hundred percent. Okay, great. Like <laughs> when we were going around with the idea of moving here, I was like, they have an Erwan. We're cool. We're cool. We'll move there. But if there's no Erwan, I'm not going. So we we're outside of LA and like we're, I live in an equestrian neighborhood. It's like literally people ride their horses. People have pigs, they have roosters. Like it's amazing. So I, I we're fortunate enough to not feel like we live in the city. But I don't know. I mean, to be honest, like we look at houses in Montana. We're going to go to Montana this month. Like, it's like, I've never been. So I can't be like, let's move to a ranch, you know? And it's like, but I can technically do what I do anywhere in theory. It's just like, I don't know. I'm very open right now. Like this whole quarantine has really shifted. I'm sure the same thing for you. Just like, I'm just kind of like getting down to like, the good stuff, no pun intended, but like what's important and like what matters. And like for us, you know, my husband was traveling so much the past two years. He was home one week out of the month, all last year, all last year. And it was exhausting physically, mentally for him and for for both of us. Why does he travel so much? So he's a YouTube content creator. So he does YouTube and he's a car enthusiast. So he was going to car events. He was going, he was filming all over the world. He was in Saudi. He was in Japan. He wow. was in Abu Dhabi. He was in London. Like it was, he was in Mexico because we have businesses in Mexico city. Like it was nonstop. And like, he just wasn't enjoying life. So when COVID hit, he was like, this is amazing being home. And like, we started gardening. We have all these garden beds. And he, it was like, what matters to us? You know? Not the cars, not the houses, not all the fucking fluff things, distractions. You really realize like how little you need. Like, no, I don't need a manicure every week. No, I don't need to get fake eyelashes all the time. I do not need to get a facial. I don't need to like go get acupuncture every single week. Like those are like fluff things that are great when I'm like, it was in the city every day and like able to do things. But now it's like, I love being home. I know. Too much. (laughs) 100%. 100%. I mean, I was already such a homebody. And like, I joke with my girlfriend who is also has her own line and she's an influencer. And we always were like, we love being home. This was before COVID. This was like a year ago. And so when it happened, it was not a difficult transition for me because I was already working from home. And I genuinely don't like being around people. <laughs> so I was like, this is ideal. But exactly. I mean, the, the shit I was getting done, Rachel, every week, every month, I'm like, I remember 
first month being in lockdown, when we got our, our credit card statement, I was like, Oh my God, it has not been this low since I was like 20. I know. Well, you're not spending like $12 on an LA juice and like Go totally. to Taiwan for lunch with friends every single day. Like if yeah. I was in LA, I would have zero dollars in my bank account. <laughs> Less than zero. I would spend so much money on paleo chicken fingers and like banana bread. I would be. No. I know. I, cause it's so funny cause we have neighbors and they're like, wow, you guys shop at Irwan. I'm like, listen, don't put ideas into my husband's head. One, two, we're not feeding a family of six like you are. And three, even if the who cares? What's the joy I get? It's like, I'd rather spend my money at Irwan than junk. I know. Do you like to cook? Like, I know you like make dinner a lot at home. Like, do you, does your husband cook too? So one, I love to cook. My husband had not literally, we've been together 12 years. He's never once made anything for me. And then COVID hit and he's suddenly a chef. He grills. He makes me French toast. He makes omelets, pancakes. It's like, it was awakened in him. Do you know what I mean? Like all of this, I've always been meant for him to do. He just never had the time. Oh my God. So now it's so fun. It's like we, we, now we grow tomatoes and zucchini and herbs and lettuce. I'm like Oprah. Okay. I just want to be Oprah. I am so jealous. I live in a 1100 square foot apartment with an 18 month old and my husband and we're both working from home and we have no outdoor space. (laughs) But we have a garage with a parking, <laughs> which is really good in Hoboken. Yeah, I'm home literally all day. Ezra's outside. That's the only way I can podcast. As soon as he gets home and has to get in the bath, I have to sit in my shower in my in my closet with the door shut. I literally die. Nowhere to go. Wait, so I want to backtrack though a little bit. So you said you found your like love for fashion, and when did you start your own company? Like, did you work at another clothing brand? Like, I'm very naive to the fashion industry. No, like, no, no. So. Very- so I always loved fashion. Like, you know, I would go in my mom's closet, my older sister's closet. I would wear all their clothes, always loved clothing. And then all my jobs in high school were like at retail stores. Like I worked at Abercrombie. I worked at Lucky and I was a stylist for 10 years. I worked with celebrities. I did personal shopping. I worked on movie sets because my husband at the time was a film producer. So I would style all of his movies and I loved it. Like it was really fun and it was really fun to do red carpets, but I got super burnt out because like any industry, it gets exhausting. Everyone wants shit for free and you're slapping stuff all day, every day. So I had gotten approached actually from um, a matchmaker company to be their in-house stylist. And so I'm like, so it'll be personal shopping. And they were like, yes. So I transitioned into personal shopping, which I loved because it was way more meaningful than dressing somebody for a red carpet. You know, it was building these people's confidence. Cause you know how it is. You get a haircut. You're like, I feel like a million bucks. You get the right dress. You're like, I can conquer the world. So I did that. And then as my husband started to grow following and, you know, get more in that industry in 2016, he was like, do you want to make, make me a men's capsule collection? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know the first thing <laughs> about design. Like I love clothing, but like, I didn't go to school for, I don't know how to, I can't even make a, a stick figure. Like, I don't, I don't know how to design. And he was like, I think you can do it. And I was like, well, P Diddy did it. And JLo did it. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> 
So I was like, honestly, screw it. Like, what do I have to lose? It's scary or not doing it than doing it. Right. So I literally have a photo of me downtown in a fabric store, not knowing anything of what I was doing. And I was like, okay, well, I got to start somewhere. And I was really lucky. I had, I have one of my very good friends has her own clothing line and she was literally the most supportive person. And you know, people don't share shit, you know, like people don't want to help or anything. (laughs) And I share everything. Like, I'm like, you need a pattern maker. You need this. You need that. Here's my team. Let's all work together. So she helped me. And actually my sister's friend who I've known for 20 years is my manufacturer now. Oh, how cool. So I did a men's 12 piece capsule collection and it sold out in 24 hours. Was it like online only? Did you sell it to friends? Like how did that sell so fast? It was exclusively online, direct retail. And it was, it, obviously it was because of my husband. It's not like people were like, oh, Belen. Like it was, my husband just promoted it and it did. I have to Google your husband. Cause I don't like, I know you, like, I don't know your husband. Now I know that he makes you French toast in the morning, but like. <laughs> And he likes squirrels, but I don't know much else about your, I'm going to look him up after. I should have looked him up before if I knew I was going to be talking about him. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. His so character. Like Uber. I don't really so know. obviously I didn't think I was going to sell one piece mm-hmm. and then it sold out very rapidly. And I was like, okay, there's something here. So, and I made the collection based on him, like how he dresses his lifestyle, even like his body frame. Cause I was like, I'm doing it for him. So it did very well. Um, it was very, you know, very European cuts, soft fabrics, obviously made in LA. And it was super important to me to like, you know, the fabrics be soft and wearable and breathable. Like I did not want to compromise that. Yeah. Like you don't need to go buy a $500 t-shirt for it to last. And you also don't need to buy a $20 shitty one that makes your skin rash. So I did another collection and the men's was doing super well. And I never was going to do women's because I was like, there's so many women's. And then a year after I did the men's, I was literally getting dressed. And I was like, I don't have a good basic white t-shirt. And I had, by the way, stacks, right? From yeah. Gap to Isabel Morant, $300 V-neck, stupid. And they sucked. So I was like, If I'm lacking in my wardrobe, that is an extensive wardrobe, especially from being a stylist for 10 years, other women are, are, are having the same issue. So I did the Boleyn line and I did 10 pieces and I just kind of, it was a roll of the dice and I'm really, really lucky because I have the most supportive girlfriends who are also influencers in the industry and we all help each other. We all work with each other. And it did super well. And Belen just turned two years in June. Oh my God. That's amazing. And like, what I love about it though, is that every time I open my drawer and I have like a drawer, of just like my basic like tea. So that's all I wear every day. Yeah. And all my ones that are like expensive, like anything from like, I remember I got a rag and bone tank top I had for one season and has holes in it. And like, totally. why did I buy this to have holes in it? And then I'll buy like ones that are less expensive and on sale, like Madewell or wherever. And I love Madewell as a brand, but like, yeah it's so see-through. I can't even wear it. And then it's like, I wash it twice and it's like, I bought it on sale for $9.99. Yeah, totally. It's so frustrating. It's, and that's exactly, you're the consumer, right? Like that's the frustration. And I'm the consumer too. Like I, it's so infuriating. You buy a hundred dollar t-shirt and it has a hole. Yeah. Like, thank you. Or it's see-through. I hate 
see-through. I hate it. I don't like the look. It's all my mom talking about. I can't find a white shirt that's not see-through that fits my big boobs. That's yeah. I mean, it's a real situation. So I wanted to create everyday pieces that were realistic, affordable, and lasting. And that's that's my whole thing. Like basics made to last. Because I it's of course it there's a solution. It's just that nobody's doing it. And of course, you know, people want everything to be done cheap and they want it done mass production. And that's not my jam. Like I make everything in LA, designed in LA. 90% of my fabrics are knit, handmade and knitted in Los Angeles. Oh, that's so cool. You know, it's more expensive, but especially right now with what's happening in the world, like people are not into fast fashion. They want to support locally, you know? Yeah. And that is of the utter importance to me with the brand. Well, I think that it's even something I've been more like subconsciously aware of. Like we were just in the Hamptons for a couple of weeks and we went to Sag Harbor, which has a lot of like smaller boutique shops. And I mean, like just to be completely blunt, when I used to go into these shops, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to buy this. I can get something like this cheaper at Nordstrom's or Bloomingdale's like on sale, like whatever. And I still like Nordstrom's and Bloomingdale's. Like they're never, they're not, I mean, obviously department stores aren't doing as well, but like they're not going to go anywhere in the long term, at least not right now. And I like walked out of each small shop with like a bag full of things. Cause I just like wanted to support these businesses. And I'm like, if I'm going to buy something, actually the tank top I'm wearing right now is from one of the smaller businesses. And I felt so much better. Like even if I paid $20 more, right. and I don't even know if your shirts are $20 more than another shirt. I have no idea, but this one was, I'm like, I feel better about doing it because I supported a smaller business. And I think it's just like the right thing to do. And I'm getting a great shirt for it. And like, I also get think that you get so much better customer service. When you okay. go into a place of car. 100%. And there's a story behind it, right? Like they can tell you the story behind the brand and where it came from and it's ethically sourced. And yeah. again, of course, of course, Nordstrom's and Bloomingdale's and all those places are great, but it's also a dying breed, you know, like it's just the reality. And I think especially with the whole movement of Black Lives Matters and everything that happened in May it came to such surface. Like there are so many more amazing businesses that are owned by, you know, small black business owners. And you're like, have I been living under a rock? Yeah. And I'm guilty of it. I had no idea all these incredible brands existed. And it's like, I'm the same way. Like now I literally look like where it's made. Same. And it's not something like, I always looked at like my food, like not even more than foods, like maybe like what's in it. Like what's the rundown? Like I like to be aware of like what the businesses I'm supporting, like overall. And like that definitely came to more to fruition. I would say like in late May, early June, when the Black Black Lives Matter movement really took off, because I learned about brands like I've also been using like Brio Geo for like my hair for I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. I pronounce everything wrong, but for four years I didn't even know that it was owned by a black person. And I was like, now I'm like, great, this is something that what else can I buy that's like going to help these businesses? It's so cool to like just have like our, my broaden my horizons, which sounds like shallow in some ways that I wouldn't have thought to do something like that in the first place. But a lot of us didn't think to do something like that. Again, I don't even think it's shallow. It's unawareness, right? Like we were just like in the cycle, like you said, like getting her nails done, getting the lashes done, getting yeah. us like doing our bullshit, going to Nordstrom, not paying attention to like what is going on. And you just nailed it. We do it with our food. That's the first thing I look at our ingredients. Oh, hundred percent. Why are we not doing that with our clothing? I know it's important. And like, even like this tie dye sweatshirt is from like a small, like like business. And it's, it's, oh my God, it's adorable. I wear it almost every day. I have also have an absurd tie dye collection, but like that's besides the point. I hope that 
not that trend never dies. I know it's going to eventually, but like, it's too good. It won't. It's been around too long. It, you know, it makes it, it brings you joy when you wear it. So much joy. My 12 year old self is like in heaven tie dye. I love it. And now I just need a yard so I can actually make my own tie dye. Jordan made a tie dye shirt because my for my 30th birthday, I wanted a tie dye birthday party one night. And, and by birthday party, I mean like my parents and my in laws and my brother. And it was like dyed with like bleach. Like he dyed like a blue shirt and like looked really cool. He's like, I should start a men's tie dye line. I'm like, let's not, but (laughs) say that we did. Do you think that you'll always go like direct to consumer? Like, do you like, like having that like interaction with the customer? Or do you think that you would like sell like your shirts and things wholesale? It's very funny that you asked this because it, it has been something that I have been struggling with for the past year because the goal is direct retail because there's no middleman, mm-hmm. which I have been. I've been complete direct retail with the exception of being in one local boutique, with the, which is my girlfriend, Lily's store. So oh. it's like, I don't even consider that really wholesale. Yeah. And, you know, for brand awareness, it's phenomenal, right? Because like I could be on Shop Bob, I could be on Revolve, I could be in let's say Nordstrom. But with that comes other responsibilities, consequences, and the brand, you can also lose a lot in the brand in the sense like you're producing a lot more and you're producing things exclusively for other retailers and it's not on your website. And then what my goal, like when it was January, I was like, I'm getting this, I'm getting that. I'm going to be on Shop Bob, on Net-A-Porter. And then COVID hit. And I was like, well, showrooms are, are going to become obsolete. Yeah. We're not going to go into showrooms and do buying. I mean, even trade shows. So I was like, I think I should just stay direct to consumer and just focus more on my marketing ads and getting more awareness that way. Because being direct to consumer, I have control of that. I don't have control once it's on Shop Up, Net-A-Porter, Revolve all those things. Uh, like when a shirt, this, again, I literally know nothing. So like when I buy a shirt on sale on shop up, like that's not like the designer has no control over that. No. Interesting. Cause so, you like, I mean, I, you can notice like if you go to like, let's say you're buying redone jeans, right? Yeah. So you would go on to redone and let's say there's that pair and they're $200 and then you buy them. And then for some reason you go on shop up two days later and it's on sale on shop up. You're pissed because yeah. you bought it post like the the retail price and now it's on sale and it's a slippery slope because it could still be on your site as the full price and then shop ops, you know, marking it down. So, and you know, with that too, like they can return it if it doesn't sell well, like it's a beast, a beast. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't know if I really want to do that. And and the, the way I design too, like I'm very organic with it. I'm very freestyle. Like I'm not the traditional, you're planning spring and summer a whole year ahead. I, I don't know what my mood is, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm being honest. It's like, I don't know what I'm going to be feeling. Um, I just kind of go organically with it. And I think that's been the beauty of the brand is that you know you can come and there's going to be my seasonal pieces, but also it's August and I'm not going to have a turtleneck up. Cause I no, can't. I also, it's like overwhelming. I was in a grocery store today and they had pumpkin Reese's, which like, I love myself some pumpkin Reese's, 
But really, it's August. Like, I don't need to be thinking about October right now. And who knows what the where the world will be in October? <laughs> well, for starters, for sure. Right? Like, I don't need to think about this right now. It, that is definitely like a U.S. thing. Like, we always yeah. push every holiday five months in advance. It's like um, it's August fifth, and there's pumpkins out. Well, it's like enjoy the moment, and that's something like I'm guilty of too. Is like not living in the moment and always thinking like, okay, well today I accomplished this, this, and this, like, what about tomorrow? Like, what about the next day? Like, instead of just like living in the moment, I think that's something like everyone's guilty of. You're right. In America, yeah. like, like Europeans just like, they're taking a nap at two o'clock every day. Like they don't oh, a siesta. Of course. Know. You know, like the biggest difference is here we work to live and it's the reverse there. And they're just like, they work five days a week. I know they're relaxed. I don't know if you watched this documentary on Netflix. I was obsessed with it. Um, it's called Down to Earth with Zach Efron. Oh, we started it. I watched the Iceland one and another one that was like somewhere on an island, I think. It's incredible. It was the show's incredible. I know. It was eye-opening to different countries. So good in, in Iceland. <laughs> oh my God, I'm dying to go to Iceland. I'm dying to go to Iceland. But it was very eye-opening. And you're like, God, we suck. Like all these people, oh, you have to watch the episode when they go to Italy, they go to Sardinia because the, most of the people that live in this tiny town are centennials. So they all live past a hundred. Yeah. We want to know why, because they're eating food and enjoying it. They're not stressing. They're eating gluten and they're drinking wine and they're moving on with their lives. And they don't have 7,000 fitness boutique studios around them, like pressuring them to like look good. Yep. That's why these people are living because they're nice and they're like not competing against each other. Yeah. And they're eating real food. I know. It's like, you'll have to text me when you're done watching it because it's like, you're like, what country should I move to? <laughs> because well, and my husband watched the Italy one and I, I sometimes I just like don't pay attention. I'm not a big TV person. Yeah. 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 So when I'm like, either I'm in the mood or I'm not. And either if I'm like, if I'm working on my laptop still, I'm like, just put on whatever you want. He definitely watched it because I remember him telling me about it. And then he was like Googling Zac Efron for like God knows how long. I mean, obviously, so was I. Obviously. I was like, why does Zac Efron, every stage of his life fits? I know. But then I heard that he like went through a phase like with drugs and stuff. And then was that before or after this? I don't know because in some of the episodes he looks... That's what my brother said. A wobbly, you know? I know. And I was like defending Zach. Like, I don't know him. I obviously so was I. But now it's I was when I was like paying attention, like, oh, you're kind of right. But then he was with that guy, Darren, or whatever. And like he I, seemed like I, with it. I think he did the show because he was going through like maybe a dark phase. And this was his his him being like, I have to change my lifestyle. And he even says in one of the episodes, he was like, I was in a rat race. Like, I'm not happy. I don't like what I'm doing. He's like, he needs more substance in his life. Oh, that's like sad. It's like cool that he like did that. I mean, that's like probably one of those popular shows to watch on TV right now, but it's like sad to like watch someone who I used to like have a crush on from High School Musical. (laughs) Right? Please tell me you've seen High School Musical. I have, but I'm going to be honest. I don't like musicals. No, no, me neither. But it was Zac Efron and it was a Disney Channel original movie. Of course. Just like 17 again is one of my favorite movies. I still yeah. watch it. Exactly. I would need like a night to just watch all of those like dumb movies. From 100%. It's feel good movies. When I was younger. <laughs> so tell me about these animals. You have a squirrel. I didn't plan on even asking you about this. I still have more questions about styling and clothes, but I don't want to forget to ask you about your pet squirrel because 
Once I found a squirrel roaming around my friend's basement and we called an exterminator. Oh, so like, what am I actually supposed to do for a squirrel? I was in okay. Grade, so like, whatever. That's understandable. So three years ago, next month, we were living in hidden Hills. We were in a different house. And so we also have turtles. We have Russian tortoises. Oh my, God, my husband so like is obsessed with animals. Like his dream is to live on a farm with multiple animals. So literally like a, we have a funny farm. We used to have frogs. Like oh he's like a little kid who comes home. He's like, I found this. Can we keep it? And I'm like, cool. I can't wait to raise it. I can't, I have to bring Ezra to your house. He loves animals. Please. Anytime, anytime you guys are here, like, please, please. So, um, we had the turtles and we had four of them. And one day Alejandro went, so our other house had a guest house and the guest house was like our headquarters, like our offices at the time. So he had to go get something and he, he's not a morning person. Like I'm the one who wakes up and does all the feeding. I make the coffee. I make the celery juice. So he went to the guest house and he walked by the turtle. Like we built him like a pen and he saw that one of the turtles was going in circles. And he was like, this is such a normal behavior. What's happening? So he went in to see if maybe another turtle had flipped on their back. And he noticed, so outside of the cage where the turtles are, he saw something covered in ants and it was a baby squirrel that had fallen from the tree. So he like rushed in the house and he was like, oh my God, I found a squirrel. And we were like, we don't know the first thing. He was holding it. I mean, I'll send you photos. She has an Instagram account. She almost has a hundred thousand followers. What? (laughs) So we literally like Rachel, she, her eyes were closed. Her ears were tucked. Like she was a baby, a baby, like four weeks old. So we literally had to bottle feed her every three hours, like puppy formula. So you had a baby. We had a baby. We had to bathe her. We had to wash her. And so she finally like opened her eyes, opened her ears. And then you have to kind of teach them like how to eat. And like, she was in love with my husband. Like it's the love of his life, both of them. So we went to like release her and she was like, no, like she didn't her mom. No. Like can I swear By the, way, mom? the I- best part about the story is that initially we thought he was a boy. So we named him Pablo, like Pablo Escobar. Cause that's when like Narcos came out and we were super into Narcos. And then as she got older, we were watching, all we did was YouTube squirrel videos. And then we watched a video of a female squirrel, like going psychotic. And Alejandro was like, thank God, like Pablo's a boy. And then he found out and he was like, oh shit, she's a girl. So we named her Tata, which was Pablo Escobar's wife's name. Oh my God. She eats Irwan every day. What is she eating? What do you feed her? She has a huge like sanctuary that our a handyman built her and she eats Erewhon every day. She eats squash. She eats avocado. She eats grapes, tomatoes, corn, edamame. Oh my God. Better than me. So, So we have her, we've had her for three years. It's the love of Alejandra's life. And then on Sunday I was swimming uh, my girlfriend was over, we were swimming and Alejandro's like flaring his arms by our, our trees and like screaming like a girl. And he runs over and he's like, this baby squirrel just fell from the tree. Like he saw it fall. Oh my God. So he's already named him Enzo. 
he's obsessed with him. And I'm like, we can't keep him because he will have babies with Tata. That's what I was going to say. Are, like, is she going to reproduce? What, low key, that's his dream, obviously. So I'm like, we can't keep him. We have to release him like way sooner than we tried with Tata because at that point she was already attached. So he literally had an appointment yesterday. He took him. He's like, can I have a diaper bag? <laughs> so I had to give him a big tote. He packed all of Enzo's things, put him in the car with the seatbelt on his tiny cage and fed him. He's been waking up every three hours to feed him the past three nights. He's exhausted. He's like, why do people have kids? This is exhausting. <laughs> You're literally parents. Literally. That girl's never leaving. No, I know. I know. And I'm like, so he opened his eyes yesterday and he's like all excited and proud. And I'm like, don't get attached. And we're going out of town at the end of the month. And he's like, oh, we'll, we'll just bring him. I'm like, no, what? no. To Montana? And we're, and we're going to Lake Tahoe. And I'm like, this is not happening. Who watches Tata? And I probably pronounced that wrong, but I don't you know. Don't, no, you're saying it perfectly. So usually uh, my assistant will house it. Okay. And Fiona, my pit bull. And she'll feed the turtles. She'll feed the squirrel. I have the weirdest life. Oh my God. Do you think that you want babies or are you want animals like a zoo? Like we want a zoo. We, we do not want babies. Oh my God. Well, that's okay. Then that makes sense. Cause then you're like, you're taking your like maternal and maternal like feelings out on animals. So that like makes yeah. sense to me. I, I told you a girl, I'm like, I think you keep getting sent squirrels because you're, we're not going to have kids. So this is like, this is the universe sending us babies. That is wild. Have you always loved animals like growing up or is it when you met Alejandro? No, I always loved animals and so did he. And then obviously like when your partner loves animals, it's like, you know, and heightens everything. Like if it was up to us, we would have all sorts of farm animals. Like it's our dream. We want pigs, we want goats, we want donkeys. I want to move to Montana. That like makes so much more sense. I know. You could have like everything there. I know. He literally wants to move there tomorrow. And I'm like, can we just go visit? Because I've never been. There was a resort I looked there to go away that looked like on, I had no idea. And Montana is freaking huge. I know nothing, but Same. it was so nice. Like it, like the pictures, I'm like, I feel like my stress levels would go from a 1000 to like a 10 if I moved to a place like Montana. No, it would. I mean, that happened to me when we left, we lived in the city. We lived, I lived in West Hollywood for like 11 years. Excellent. And then we moved here and I'll never forget. We so we, the reason why we were moving is because we needed more space. Um, my husband's a car collector, so we had a lot of cars and he started getting like vans started to show up at our house and it was very weird. And we were like, we need to move to like a gated community. And it's just an area that was a little bit safer. So obviously I was like, well, the Kardashians live there. So I feel like it's gotta be cool. <laughs> it's gotta be, gotta be okay. So we are. I remember we pulled into Hidden Hills and it's an equestrian neighborhood. Literally, when you pull in, the gate opens and there's literally a sign that says children and horses at play drive slow. Do you have any friends that live in Hidden Hills too? So it's funny that you say this because my best friend in the entire world of 17 years is moving here in one week. Oh my God, that's so exciting. And her daughter is my goddaughter. So I'm sure you saw last week I posted a video and I was like, I just got the best news. I've been crying. It was that she's, I can walk to her house, Rachel. Oh my God. That's beautiful. It's been our dream 
literally since we met, we met when we were like 19 years old and we've just wanted to be like neighbors. And like, now we can have family dinners and like her daughter comes in the night and I'm so, so happy, but I have made friends, friends here, amazing friends here, like wonderful human beings. Cause you know how it is just different when you're in the suburbs, like people are nice. I know. I think I told you on Instagram, I I bought a place. I haven't even announced it still, but in Short Hills, New Jersey. And it's so exciting. Every time we go, I'm like, why is everyone like waiting? Like what? Like I I live in Hoboken, which is 10 10 minutes outside of Manhattan. And it's a city. Like it's literally a city. There's no backyards. Like some people have like little backyards, like a little garage type spot. But like, this is a city. No one says hello to each other. If I said hello to everyone, I'd be saying hello to a thousand people a day. Right, right. Like uh, when I go there, I'm like, oh my God, this is so weird. Like the suburbs is like a totally different way of living. It's so funny that you say that because I remember like when we moved here, I'll never forget. We were going to Sugarfish in like this, I know, in the shopping center called the Commons. And we were waiting for a parking spot and there was like a woman looking at us and immediately we got defensive. We were like, what? Like, what do you want? You know, like, because in the city, parking spaces like you know how it is same thing in new york and so we park and she was kind of still staring at us and we get out of the car and she was like i'm so sorry if you thought i was taking your parking spot i was just waiting for my daughter and we were like we're the biggest assholes like she's from montana probably (laughs) Probably. (laughs) and i was like wow people are really nice here and i noticed a shift in me like four months into living in hidden hills how my anxiety went from here to literally here. And I never realized how much anxiety the city was giving me with driving and the hustle and the people and the hostility and the anger. And I will never live in a city again, ever. No. And I always say like, I love LA. I love California. I begged Jordan to move to California and he like literally said no and he'd rather divorce me. But I love it so much. Every time I'm there, though, I always say I could never live in LA. And I don't mean that like meanly towards anyone. Like, so many of my friends live there. Like, my manager lives there. I love so many people that live there. I would not, I wouldn't thrive there. Like, I would not do well. I would have no self esteem. I'm also like not fake enough to live in LA. Like, and I don't mean that people are fake, but like when someone's pissing me off, like they're pissing me off, like I'm not like, oh my God. Like, that's just not my personality. Like, people are fake, and you can definitely, that's definitely okay to say it. Oh, I'm like, and, I, and I'm the same way. Like I'm not phony at all either. Like, and it's funny because when we were living the last five years, we were in the city. I like, I look back now and I was like, God, I was gross. All I was doing was shopping. All I was doing was doing bullshit and doing this and seeing that person and the Joneses. It's like, who yeah. cares? I know. I know. I'd rather like not everything be like a contest and a competition. And like, yeah. even like when I, oh my God, the lights like, really shining in on me right now. Wow. The, the, the sun's coming down on me today. Um, even when I'm going to the city, it's just like a different vibe. Now Hoboken's not very like 2d fruity. Like it's or like, who's who, like it's very casual here, which is why I love it so much. But, like when I think about raising my family, like I don't want my kids to have like the competitiveness of like, and there always will. Cause kids are just like cruel at some point, but like, I don't want it to get an area where people are just like mean to one another. Like, of course. Raise them if someone's like nice, you know, just like the squirrels. We have to raise them with like nice people around them. Of course. <laughs> so when it comes to like, I'm literally going to ask you like questions that are like selfish to me who like doesn't know how to dress. What are five things I should have in my closet 
at all times. At like, all times. Yes. Okay. Obviously a white basic t-shirt, like a good t-shirt, obviously the Cindy, but like a white t-shirt that you can wear picking up your son from school to running out to dinner. Cause you can wear it with like, you know, pair of jeans or pair of leather pants. So the Cindy in white is not see-through at all. Oh my God. Okay. Next. That's definitely going to be my next. I worn it for no. this. I believe you. It's, I hate anything that is see-through. Like I can't do it. A great leather jacket. You have to have like a quality. It is worth the investment. I have a leather jacket I've had for over 10 years. You know, like it's just like, it's an investment piece. Like you gotta have it. Um, Like where should I get it from? I don't have a leather jacket. So I love, I mean, I love Iro at Paris. They have amazing leather jackets. Pricey, but totally worth it. And also a tip, always buy like your leather jackets after like winter season because they always get marked down. I'm literally writing this down. And I know I can go back and listen to this, but I'm writing it in my notes for my to-do list. And I will text you this too. Okay, so like not right now. No, you can write it too, but I'll also like send you like a good list. I love Ira Paris. I love All Saints. All Saints makes beautiful leather jackets. Um, Madewell actually also makes really beautiful leather jackets. Oh, that's good to know. And a lot of people don't know that, but they make really beautiful quality leather jackets. Because it's um, like affordable for like a lot of things too. Yes, which yeah. They make it like they're, it's like in the 400s or 300s, but it's like beautiful leather jackets and they feel yummy. So white t-shirt, leather jacket. Next up is a great pair of denim, like your solid pair of denim. Obviously all of us have multiple jeans, but you know, there's that one pair that you always reach for. Yes. And I like a classic wash that's high-waisted. High-waisted isn't going anywhere. The Lowrider will never exist again, in my opinion. Like <laughs> I look back at photos of me and like, it's like your vagina is out. Yes. Like, my true religions. Well, we're watching Grey's Anatomy and Meredith Bright, who has literally no style, had, wears the lowest cut jeans and Jordan's always like, what's up with her pants? I'm like, that was what was in style 10 plus years ago. Yes. Also, I, I already loved you, but the fact that you just said that you watch Grey's Anatomy... So jeans, high-waisted, what are your favorite brands for jeans? I love A. Goldie. That's my favorite. Actually, I'm wearing them right now. Yeah. I think it's the best denim line out there. And I think that, I think their price is fair. I love Levi's, like obsessed with Levi's. I also only wear Levi's, like Levi's and A. Goldie, my favorites. So A. Goldie, Levi's, and Madewell. I love Madewell denim. Like it's so good. I'm so happy you support Madewell as much as I do because it like makes me feel better about my shopping um, choices. You're getting a preview to my closet behind you, behind me. Um, okay, so what else after after jeans? After jeans, a black LBD, just like your go-to black little dress that you literally always feel good in. Whether you've gained a couple, you've lost a couple, just like your staple black dress that you can wear to a wedding that you could also wear like you know, out to dinner, just like that fine balance of it. You have to have one of those in your closet. Like I have dresses that I've had for 10 years that are a black dress and I still wear them. And I have dresses that are like H and M and then like proper like dresses. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even most of my maternity dresses when I was pregnant with us are, are black and they're behind me. They, they still fit just because they're all stretchy dresses that like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? They are like with me for forever. For sure. And some of my favorites, I love 
a theory makes beautiful black, basic, clean cut dresses. I also really like Enza Costa. Um, they do a lot of like some Jersey fabrics, very, very, very soft. Um, and I also like old school DVF. Like she just has always mastered a clean black dress. Okay. You're very important to have that. Now I can't tell my mom the fashionies that I got to talk to. <laughs> and then the fifth item that everyone should have also and I go back and forth with this one, but I do think it's important is, um, like a great fitted blazer blazers. And I have a love hate relationship with that. And sometimes I feel like I look like a boy. Yeah. I, and I say I go back and forth because if, it, if it was between a blazer or a denim jacket, cause I feel like a denim jacket, like you wear it all year round. You can wear it with denim. You can wear it with a black dress. You can wear it with a white t-shirt. Like you can't go wrong. So I would probably vote for the denim jacket over the blazer and for good denim jackets, again, Levi's also all saints and, um, a Goldie. And I best. love denim jackets. I have three hanging up right here. I actually just got one from Everlane that I really, really like. Everlane makes great too. Oh, for sure. Super comfy. And I, my other one is from Abercrombie. I support, I, I'm okay with that. I mean, I used to work at Abercrombie too, but I never thought that I'd purchase anything in my thirties in Abercrombie. But like sometimes some of the fashion people that I follow, cause like I follow, I feel like more fashion bloggers than food bloggers. Cause I just like yeah. want to learn other things. Yeah. And they always link to it. I'm like, I'm like a sucker for your links. Like this is actually like something that I'm really interested in. And then I buy it. And then now I wear Abercrombie and bitch. It's okay. I support it. It's okay. Um, I have five like fun fireball-y type questions that I love asking everyone at the end of every interview. The first one is, what is one wellness trend that you buy into? Oh, God. What don't I buy into with wellness? Um, (laughs) Really good question. Um, Probably, like, all of, like, the superfoods with, like, ashwanga and reishi and, like, all the mushroom stuff. Like, I'm... All adaptions? Yes. I don't know how to pronounce that, so thank you. No, that's okay. Like, what's your favorite way to like put them into to make smoothies that you add them into, or like how do you enjoy them? I love adding them into smoothies, and I also love the coffee, but I'm not drinking coffee anymore. So I have not been doing that, but I do have a matcha right now that has the reishi and the um, the other thing you just said in it ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. And that's how I like to incorporate it every single day, but it's mainly in smoothies. Can I put it in food? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's like the most, pr- I would put it in like oatmeal or something, but like, I don't think like putting it in like a muffin recipe, you're going to put a shit ton of ashwagandha and adaptogens in that. I feel like to get the like dose of it. Yeah. 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 What is one wellness trend? That's a pet peeve that like drives you crazy when you see people post or share about it or talk about it. I feel like keto really annoys me mm-hmm. and I don't get it and I don't vibe with it and I don't fuck with it. I don't think a lot of women do. I really don't like a lot. It's a pretty consistent feeling from like most people that I talk to and that bring, I bring on the podcast. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't get it. Or like the two things that people are like, no. Yeah. When you were growing up, what was your go-to fast food order and at what chain? Did you eat fast food growing up in Europe? Honestly, no. I know. I would definitely, I mean, it would be a happy meal for McDonald's. Like that's like really the only memory I have, but 
honestly really weren't allowed to eat fast food. Like my mom cooked every single meal. And I realized now as an adult, what privilege that was, but I would say a happy meal for sure. That was going to be like Ezra's response when he's talking about this. My mom is crazy and like, didn't let me eat fast food. But I always say though, that like once he's older and like he asks me for it, I'm like, I'll let you try it, but I'm not going to like condone going to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, which is by the way, the smart thing to do. And uh, a side note, I'm so deeply obsessed with him. Like I scream into my phone when you post him. Oh my he's real. He's like, not, I ask myself that all the time. He is the most like passionate, crazy, loving human I have ever, ever encountered. Like he's he a love has, ball, a love ball. I know he's like so mushy, but like when he's pissed, like he's pissed. What's and his birthday? January 26th. I don't speak horoscope. Okay. He's an Aquarius. Yeah. 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 So I don't really know what that means, but he's crazy. Um, like he bangs his head against the wall when he's mad and he like, Oh yeah. He throws his fork at me when he doesn't like what he's eating. So we're working on discipline right now. <laughs> um, but he is yeah. just like, he keeps us so entertained and so busy. And by the end of the day, I'm like, I wish so badly, like we were neighbors and I could go like squeeze his cheeks and like hug him. He would like like you. He loves being hugged and like touched from people. Like he just like loves being with people. I love it. Is he a ladies man? Yeah. Like everyone stops us on the sidewalk. Like everyone stops us on the sidewalk. And like, he like loves my dad. Like when we were just away with my parents, I didn't give Ezra a bath once. My dad like turned into a manny and like took him in the outdoor shower every day and like would take him at first thing in the morning. And like just was with him all the time. He's just obsessed he's like addicting to be around. Like you just like crave that energy from him. But the first like eight months of having a kid, it sucks. Like no one tells you, but it really sucks. It's hard. I was miserable. I was completely miserable. I openly talk about how much I hated the newborn stage. Like I wanted to jump out of a window. Um, I mean, like good for you for actually vocalizing that because everyone's like, it's so wonderful. No, there was no cuddles. There was no love. There's no smiles. He hated life. Like he was colic. Like it sucked. But it's okay. We'll we'll have more babies. We love babies. We'll keep going, but it's hard. But when they get to this age, it's so fun. He's eighteen months, and he's like, just like you have a personality. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's good to be around. The next question is: If you weren't running your own business, what career path would you have chosen? For sure, uh, interior design. Oh, can you come design our new house? <laughs> I'd love to. I love, love, love interior design. And I still think I could maybe transition into that at some point in like my career in life. You should. I'm like more like inspo from people. We're so we're going to be, we're either going to build or we're going to do like a redo. So that will be kind of like the introduction for me of like how I really like, like it, but I love anything that has to do with homes and, and interior design and everything from like the door handles to the finishes, like all of it. It, it, It's a deep obsession. I spent a lot of time on Pinterest. I mean, I'll probably be calling you every day. We're going to look at tile on Saturday for our home. Oh my God, please, please. No, I'm like, please sell and do this for me. I can't. Send me photos. I can make you some mean muffins, but like I can't design a home. Deal. (laughs) And the last question is, it's your very last day on earth. What are you eating from breakfast through the end of the day? Like your favorite foods, not like what you eat a day now, like, like the good stuff that you like want to eat all the time. Okay. For breakfast, I need to have two things because I need salt and sweet. 
So I would definitely like have a massive bagel and I would 100% have French toast. Like, cause I need salt and sweet. Like you mm. got to balance it out. What's on the bagel? Oh God. Um, it would be in everything but the bagel. And then by the way, like I don't even eat this way anymore because like I'm gluten-free and I don't need dairy cause I'm plant-based, but in my fantasy, it would be real <laughs> cream cheese. <laughs> real cream cheese and smoked <laughs> salmon. And it would be yes. a delicacy. And I would probably weep as I ate it. I ate that last week and it was glorious. I highly recommend it. And red onion. Oh my God. Just thinking about it, like literally makes me salivate. And then I would have to have like a stack of obnoxious French toast with real butter and like maple syrup and would also probably weep as I ate it for lunch. This is going to sound so annoying and bougie, but there's a dish at um, El Pastillo in Beverly Hills. It's an Italian restaurant. And it's a, well, there's two. Cacio Pepe is life. Life. I've never had it. I have to try it. What do you mean? I feel like that was a big LA trend. Like it's not here. You should make it. It's very easy. It's literally like butter and pepper. Like it's very easy to make. All right, I'm on. I filmed it with Alejandro. We have a cooking show called Baking Baked. Oh, yeah. You told me about this. I love it. (laughs) Uh, So I would definitely get that for lunch. I would get a huge bowl of cacio pepe with a ton of Parmesan cheese on it. And if I could have a different pasta, it would be a truffle pasta with an obscene amount of truffle on it also. And then I think for dinner, I would have to have sushi. Again, I don't eat this anymore, but this is just what I like, really what I want to. And there's a dish at Nobu called kaya toast and it's literally coconut toast that you dip in egg yolk whoa it's out of this world so i would get that and then i would have a obscene amount of sushi that would be my last meal of all day and what about dessert oh my favorite topic (laughs) so mastro's has i'm sure you've had it the 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 pound butter cake dessert that they have there it's like this big and they put whipped cream and butter on it and it's out of this world. You are like my carb soulmate. You're like, speaking. Oh, I eat carbs every single day. Like I don't believe in not having carbs. I don't understand people who don't eat carbs. I mean, that's why we eat a lot of bagels here. Like I, I mean, I don't, I eat gluten cause I'm not gluten free. Like I, my stomach won't implode. Like I'm fine. Yeah. Like I can never let it. The only carb I don't love really is pasta. Like I don't love pasta. I'll try it. I have like three pizzas, like artisanal, fluffy, bougie pizzas and pasta. I just love pizza so much. That's my carb. Speaking of pizza, we're going to make your recipe tomorrow on the grill. I'm probably going to FaceTime you because we're not going to do it right. You can. Jordan is so good at it. He, I'm more, more than happy to help you. Actually, the last one I made was your, so you eat vegan or you don't eat cheese? I'm plant-based. Yeah. I don't eat cheese. Oh, wow. Okay. So you are so California. Oh, I feel like everyone I know like lives in California does not eat meat or dairy, which is so funny because here like no one is vegan around me that like I like know how to cater to all my like all my people. I did sauteed shiitake and maitake mushrooms. If you like mushrooms, oh, I love I mushrooms. Made kale and collard greens from the farm and lots of garlic and oil. Then we caramelized onions, and then you can use like a, a kite hill or something on top. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love the kite hill with balsamic glaze. Rachel, I'm so hungry. Like. I'm starving. <laughs> I'm not like, 
<laughs> I cannot wait. No, I literally was reading. I was on your website looking at your the pizza recipe, and I was showing Alejandro. I was like, "We're doing this tomorrow night." I found the pizza dough at Erewhon. Yes. Oh my god, I hope you like it. I also have cauliflower pizza crust, but I think there's definitely egg in that. But you can probably use flax egg, which is also really good for like a veggie based crust. But I just like love pizza. Pizza is my yeah. favorite group. No, I, I eat pizza like once or twice a week, so I get it. You are amazing. I am so happy that we did this. Tell everyone really good on the regular though. Like, let's just do this on the reg. I literally, my pleasure. This was so fun. I should just bring people on that are like, I can just, I mean, I love all my guests, obviously, but I love that I was able to just like chill do and like basically first Jordan off when he came in. So tell everyone where they could find you and your, and please tell everyone where they can find the squirrels. Okay. So you can find me on uh, Style by Belen on Instagram. And my website is Shop with Belen. And most importantly, you can find Tata's Instagram. And her Instagram handle is Tata Goes Nuts. Belen, thank you so much. You are amazing. Thank you, thank you, you thank you. Thank you. It's so much fun. Thank you.